Welcome to Inner Thought Radio with your host, Woman of the Womb and The Fall Back Up. We are so excited tonight uh, to be presenting these topics to you. Um, We're going to be talking about how the moon and the sun affect male and female energies. As well as the spiritual significance of the women's menstrual cycle and how to align that with the moon cycle. Yes, and we're also going to be, you know, talking about the ways we uh, change our views on sex and sexual energy um, and how we use that energy to to manifest uh, different things into our lives. So, Okay. Uh, you want to get started? Yeah. Uh, let me get started here. I want to go ahead and start by uh, talking a little bit about why men's and women's energy uh, in balance with the moon and the sun is a very important thing that most people really don't know about. Uh, And to give a little proof, I want to correlate it with the fact that women's cycles uh, correlate directly with the rotation of the moon. Um, And like I was telling you a little bit earlier, there is a difference between the rotation of the moon and the revolution of the moon, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Do you know what the difference is? Yeah, you know, we were talking a little bit about that, but I'll let you go ahead and explain, do that. that. Well, the moon, uh, well, of course it rotates around the earth Mm -hmm. every 27 to 31 days. Mm -hmm. And most women actually believe that their menstrual cycle is, um, according to this rota- uh, revolution around no, the earth. rotation, right? No, rotation. Okay, see, this thing confused me. That's what I let me let you explain it. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, a revolution is when something spins around another object. Okay. The earth revolves around the sun. Okay. The earth rotates around its own axis. Okay. So if I stand up right now and I spin around in a circle, mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm rotating. rotating. If I spin around you, I'm revolving around you. Yes. So what happens is the moon, it does revolve around the earth every 27 to 31 days. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the rare things in space that also rotates in the axis of every 27 to 31 days. Okay. Meaning, I mean, it's really why when you look up in the sky and you see the moon, it doesn't look like it's spinning. Because according to where we're looking at it from, it's always looking at it from the same direction. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So what's happening is the woman's cycle is actually in accordance to its own rotation, not its revolution around the earth. Since the earth, since the moon spins in every 27 to 31 days, the woman's cycle of menstruation happens at the same occurrence because it is a occurrence of self. Mm-hmm. Now, the way men see, okay, men, we do have a cycle. I know a lot of men don't know this, but we have a cycle uh, that is very similar to women, but our cycle is every 27 to 31 hours. Not every 27 to 31 days, it's every 27 to 31 hours. reason being is because the sun rotates not revolves, the sun rotates every 27 to 31 hours on its axis. Okay. 
Right. Yeah, the Earth. Let me compare it so people know what I'm talking about. The Earth rotates every 24 hours. That is a day. A Sunday, like not the day Sunday, <laughs> but a sun day uh-huh. is 27 to 31 hours long. A men cycle. We don't menstruate, but in actuality, we do all the same. A woman do. A woman does. We just don't bleed. Okay. So what? So okay, the woman's menstrual cycle, you know, is that is that process of you know the body preparing itself to uh-huh. give birth to a child, right? Yes. The male cycle, what exactly is happening in your body during that that male? We are cycle? also preparing for a child. Really? Yes. But instead of with doing it with estrogen, mm-hmm. we do it with testosterone. Our cycle starts in the morning when the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. That is our ovulation period, as they say. Okay. When does a woman have ovulation? At the new moon or the full moon? Um, well, the way that it's supposed to be is you're supposed to ovulate on the full moon. On the full moon. Yes. Okay, so that would be considered our full moon when the sun comes up. Which makes sense. Okay. Okay. Because that is when a man's testosterone is at its highest peak. Right. And it is also when a man is most sexually prone. So if you roll over in the morning, that's your best chance. So is that where, like, morning wood comes That is where that comes from. Okay. All right, that is when our testosterone is highest peak. Wow. Midday is at mid-level. Mm-hmm. It's on its way down. And the evening, or eve, which stands for women, mm-hmm. is when it's at its lowest. And that's when we actually go through our PMS stage, as they say it is, we have a PMS. It's called IMS. Okay. Irritable, irritable men syndrome. We have that every single day. Yes, it's true. Now, we have it at higher levels when we're in a relationship with the female mm-hmm. and she's going through her menstrual, her menstrual cycle okay. on those days because we correlate more with that. So you might even not notice ours. But the way it does work is like in the morning time, it's best not to ask us for things in the morning time because of that. In the midday, you might have a better chance, but you still might not get it. Evening time, even though we're a little bit irritable, we're more on our feminine energy. Oh, the moon's about to come IMS. back. IMS oh, is hitting. The right. moon's about to come back. It's about to rule our universe again. Right. And that's the best time to ask us. For. Right, because that's the feminine aspect. Of it. Because that's the feminine aspect of it. And with that being said, I really just said all of that to say that it is proof positive scientifically and spiritually as well that men and females are directly correlated with the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. Women are directly influenced by the moon. Mm -hmm. Men are directly influenced by the sun. It's not just a metaphor. Right. You know, I know a lot of people think it's just probably like a metaphor. People saying like, oh, men are the sun and women are the moon, yada, yada. Oh, they're so spiritual. <laughs> no, but that's not what it means. It actually really means that the sun rules men right. and the moon rules women. Right. So if we take it outside of that context, because, as you know, going back to the last statement that you made, mm-hmm. you know, men in the evening time, that is when the moon Ruled, you know, ruled over the universe. So now you are more in tune with your feminine side of things. So that also goes to show that 
the masculine and feminine energies are not just, you know, okay, you're a man, so you have masculine energy, and then I'm a woman, I have feminine energy, and those are two separate things, you know, in like in terms of like a the dynamic of a relationship. But that also influence both energies also influence us as individuals. You know yeah. what I mean? So as a woman, wouldn't it be true that I, I don't necessarily have a sun cycle, but I'm still influenced by the masculine energy of the sun. Yeah, you know? every every man and every woman has both male and female energy within them. Right. A man and a woman, and not just men and women or humans, but every species has a male and a female energy with them. Right. And them. we all have a male and a female brain. I believe the... Uh, Female is the left side, and the male is the right side of the brain. The female side of the brain, which is the left side, rules over the right side of the body. Right. The male side rules over the left side of the body, mm-hmm. the fat. So it is important for us to find balance within ourselves as individuals mm-hmm. first before we try to balance a relationship. Right. Now, what's happening nowadays is that's not happening. <laughs> Because, first of all, nobody knows that. Right. So nobody's trying to balance their male and female energies before getting a relationship. They're just getting in a relationship. Mm-hmm. They don't know why their relationships are failing. Yeah. They don't know why, you know, there's turmoil. They don't know why one person is super obsessive and one person is super emotional. Yeah. Usually the man super emotional and the woman super obsessive is backwards nowadays. Right. What's happening is our energies are unbalanced. Right. So what's best for people to do nowadays is once they get into a relationship, first they need to learn each other and study these type of things. They got to want to be better people to have better relationships. You don't want to do anything, nothing's going to happen. Right. You're not even going to listen to the show. You're not going <laughs> to, you know, you're not going right. to read a book. You're not even going to care. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but once you do understand that and then you can look at yourself and say, you know what? I am kind of unbalanced. You know, my energy's off. You just yeah. start reading about chakras and doing things like that. But the best thing for men and women to do, really, is to work together to balance each other, mm-hmm. to be honest with each other and say, hey, you're a little obsessive, or hey, you're not doing this, or you're not doing that, and then relate that back to the spirituality of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, though, a lot of people would have to get more in tune with their chakras, what those mean, what the individual chakras mean, yeah. knowing that the sacral chakra rules the female energy and and things like that. Correct? Yeah. I think that, you know, definitely on, on a spiritual level, there is an imbalance. Um, and then also on a on a physical level as well. And I mean, the two kind of influence each other, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the imbalances that we have um, in our physical lives are also, uh, you know, they, they are reflected and also impact on the imbalances we have on, you know, on our internal uh, spiritual self. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, it's kind of like we have so many things against, you know, against us that, that, play on that male and female role, you know, on a physical level mm-hmm. to where internally, you know, on a subconscious level, we 
as men, you know, we'll reject the feminine aspect of ourselves, you know, because there's so many different agendas being pushed to reject the female from the, you know, the physical mm-hmm. aspect, you know, and then for women as well, you know, rejecting that the, the male side of things is also causing an imbalance, you know, with within us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it was plant like that for a long, I mean, for at least the last thousand years to eradicate that female energy. I mean, most people need to understand the people that are in charge of the world, that rule the world for real, for real. They know about energy. They know what the flow of energy is. If you know anything about the Earth's uh, heartbeat, it's called the base resonance frequency. There is a military base built on every pinpoint on Earth that pumps this pulse of the Earth. This is these are the, the... the areas on Earth that show you what type of aura is going on and what and what scenario. Mm-hmm. This thousand years, it was meant to eradicate the female energy from the mass consciousness right. of things because you need both energies to ascend to a different level. Right. It's a lot easier to rule slaves, have people work for you when they are unbalanced. Right. Correct. Yeah. So what's happened in the last thousand years is, you're right, it's a bunch of agendas being pushed, you know, it's being pushed through religion, mm-hmm. it's being pushed through politics, it's being pushed through everything for the feminine energy to be pushed to the side or ruled over right. instead of being balanced with. So what's happening now is the feminine energy is, in on in Earth itself, it's trying to counteract that, it's speeding its heartbeat up. Mm-hmm. into 13 uh, beats per second, which it should be approaching this year, next year. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Talk about that number 13, because I kind of want to go back to that when we talk about the, uh, the menstrual cycle and that feminine energy. But mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the reason it's doing that is because now it's overcompensating. It's just like a human being. When we have too much of one energy in our life, we overcompensate and we become completely the opposite side. Mm-hmm. This is where you get a lot of the same sex relationships. And I'm not saying this because I have anything against no kind of relationships. True, tr- trust me, right. truthfully. But I'm talking about the science behind it, mm-hmm. the energy behind it, why things are the way they are. Right. You know, we just got to be honest about it. Yeah. It's because we're overcompensating a form of energy that was lacking or that uh, we try to push away from ourselves. Anything right. we think about, we create. Correct? Yeah. So now we've got a bunch of women fighting for rights of women. We're creating a we're creating a mass energy. The earth is feeling this. And you know, even though over the last hundred, two hundred years women have gained a lot more rights, now it's overcompensation happening. It's a lot more women being very masculine, it's a lot more men being very feminine. Right. And there is no balance within the self. But I believe that may have been the plan from the beginning yeah. to make this happen. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it kind of started with, uh, you know, taking the woman out of uh, all aspects, you know, with, with the main one being religion. Mm-hmm. You know, when we speak of, of God and, uh, you know, the creator is always he, 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 you know, God the Father, he's this, he's that, you know, not realizing, I mean, just just with, you know, on a very basic level, you as a person, 
you were created from your mother and your father coming mm-hmm. together. Your father didn't have you by himself. Your mother didn't have mm-hmm. you by herself. You know, it, it was the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like that that whole process of really just removing, that was like the first step. You know, one, remove the woman. Yeah. And then that that dominance, you know, that, how you said, the overcompensation of, of masculine energy started. Mm-hmm. And then that, that created a, a need for women mm-hmm. to then start, you know, the feminist movements and mm-hmm. all of these things and, you know, be like, hey, well, wait a minute, you know, what's going on with that? And I'm not saying that there's, that there is, uh, you know, anything wrong with women looking for that now, but now it's become, it's become almost like a, uh, a perverted thought to where it's not, it's not just about balance and how do we meet in the middle. It's now, you know, a lot of women have that mindset, well, I can do this by myself, and I got yeah. this, and I can be, you know, the man and the woman. I can be the mom and the father, yeah. you know. that, that overshooting the goal that was intended. Right. The, yes. But a lot of things have been set in place for it to be that way, right? you know. And, and that's where it comes into the point of balancing the energies and not meaning just on a physical level. Not See, that's a physical level thing right. when women go out and try to fight for rights, when when men are saying, okay, let's give women jobs. That's a physical world yeah. thing. But what's not being fought for is a etherical world, a spiritual world, a soul mm-hmm. world, your aura. Our auras are really what's out of balance. It's not the the political landscape of things that's right. out of balance. That's, that's always going to be out of balance. It's a side effect. Yeah, that's, always, that's a side effect. But politics are always going to be out of balance. Right. They're not meant to be balanced. So what we have to focus on as men and women, especially like in our communities and our homes, is just like our energy in, in, in getting those right and understanding, okay, the male is what? The male is the focused mind. The woman is the creative mind. Right. So you need both of those. The way men think, we think in boxes, mm-hmm. sharp edges, right? Yeah. Women think in curves. Yeah. We think, men think the fastest way from point A to B is a straight line. Women think, enjoy the journey, smell <laughs> right. the flowers, which are both very important yeah. things. But if you're too narrow-minded, you'll destroy something. Right. If you're too created to la 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 <laughs> then you'll just be late to everything. You'll right. you'll destroy stuff like that too. Yeah. But both are necessary to enjoy life in its correct form. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that how I said, you know, all of these other things are really just side effects, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, you know, which kind of ties into the to the whole concept of sexual energy. Sexual energy, you know, in its very and uh, in, in its simplest form, is is really just uh, you know it's the energy of creation. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about sex, sex on a physical level, but sexual energy is really just the energy of creation. It is the unification of the male and and feminine energy, right? Yeah. So when you know the the male and in, in, in the masculine and feminine energy is thrown off of balance mm-hmm. that now creates an imbalance in sexual energy. Yeah. That creates an imbalance in the energy of creation, right? Yeah. So we have 
all of this division and, uh, you know, perversion and all of these other things when it comes to that that masculine and feminine, and feminine energy that we have going on. Yeah. So everything else that comes out of creation, you know, whatever, whatever that whatever that is, but anything else that comes out of creation now is tainted by all of that. You know, it's tainted by division. It's tainted by, you know, hatred or suppression or whatever else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that once you get that ver- the very basics of, of this uh, dynamic together, then everything else that starts to manifest, you know, in this, in this world, you know, the peace, that we want the uh, the unity that we're looking for. I think what's happening now, though, um, is that we are creating what we are trying to avoid. It's the premise of the self self fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Once you hate something so much, you create more of it. You can't stop thinking about it. Right. The way manifestation and creation really work on a on a spiritual level, like on an individual, like how you create your universe, right. is you think about it, your heart feels it, and then you push it out into the universe. It's the law of attraction. Right. So what's happening is we have a million people out here like, oh, my God, it is bomb serious. Oh, my God, women need rights. Oh, my God, why this, why men ain't shit? Yeah. Excuse my language. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's what's happening. And you right. have... So many people pushing this out there on a mass consciousness level that we're creating way more of it. The only real way to change it is to change your mind about it. That's why I said a lot of people in churches or, you know, depending on what religion you're a part of, they do tell you that it is important to have joy in the times when you go to your lowest points. And And I remember telling somebody the other day, and they were like, what? Why would I be happy? When I just went through something, it's really so that you don't create more unhappiness in your life. It does say, I I don't know, it does say somewhere in the Bible, or it refers to it, that when you're at your lowest point, that's when you dance. That's when you sing. That's when you have joy. Because that's the only way to turn things around. Should we take a caller? Yeah. um, Yeah, we definitely can do that. I know we have a, a young lady on the line uh, who wants to talk a little bit with us. You know, we're, we, we're talking a lot about uh, the sun and, and the moon energy, but uh, mm-hmm. a young lady named Aubrey who wants to speak to us okay. about, uh, you know, the, the other planets and how these affect affect us um, as beings in, in our energy. Okay, more like astrology. Yeah, more, yeah, more of the astrology. Okay. So what's your name? All right, Aubrey, you with us? Hey, yeah. Sorry, okay, we were having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties there. All right, cool. Hey, Ari, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Wonderful, wonderful. And so let me ask you, uh, you're an astrologer? Yeah, I'm an astrologer, an energy healer, and a psychology student. I have one more semester left, and then I'll have my degree, so... Okay, well, that's perfect for all aspects of what we're talking about, psychology and astrology. Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, what are your opinions on the importance of the moon and the sun's um, cycles when it comes to male and female energies? Is 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 it important? Is, Is there another planet that's more important? 
Put us up on, on yes, what's going the, on. The sun and the moon are the two most personal planets. So they're the planets that affect you the most. So the um, sun is known as the ego, and then the soul, I mean, the moon is known as the soul. So everyone needs to know their um, their sun and their moon signs because it helps them to understand um, the ego side of them, which would also be known as the male, which people, the, the ego always gets a bad rep, but the ego also protects us, and men also um, are protective. Their energy fields are actually naturally stronger than um, women's energy fields, so they're able to mm-hmm. literally protect you energetically, and then... Um, knowing the moon is important um, just for knowing your own internal, like, um, emotional self. Um, but the moon definitely mm-hmm. affects both of us, um, both men and um, and women. And also the, the moon actually changes signs every two and a half days. So actually mm-hmm. um, our emotions will flow with the moon phases. So knowing yeah. where the moon is in the sky is also important to balancing energy. Okay. Well, uh, can you tell the people a little bit about what that means to have your your rising, your, what are the three things? Your setting, your rising, and what's the third one? You have your rising you, sign. Your uh, The uh, rising sign is also known as the ascendant. And then you have your moon sign, and then you have your sun sign. Um, and then okay. you also have sun, sun, moon, those are the three right. Yeah. Okay. And what is, the, what is the importance of that in terms of the personality traits of the human being? Well, the rising sign would be more like um, the first impression that you get of people, and it's also known as um, you become more and more like your rising sign throughout your life. Um, and it's mm-hmm. what's called the outer, excuse me? Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, the, so the rising sign is the outermost personality. And then you have the sun sign, which is like the basic personality. And then you have the moon sign, which is like just the inner personality. So people wouldn't know your moon sign unless you um, were in a oh. relationship with them or were really mm-hmm. close friends yeah. with them. <laughs> Because it's hidden. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I heard somewhere that that is the way you actually see the world from the inside out. Is that true? Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I, didn't... I I had I heard somewhere that the inner sign was the actual uh, determines how you view the world since it's your inside looking out. Is that true? It would be your most, like, secret self and what, like, really drives you in life. So it's what you really, really want, and, like, it's your soul. It's what your soul wants, but but it is what drives you in life. Um, So, yeah, that would be a true statement, yeah. Okay, definitely. And um, so now that we've determined what that does to the individual, now what does that do for for a male and a female in terms of interacting with each other, is that important? Uh, that is it important what their moon sign and their sun sign, their rising is when it comes to relating to each other? Yeah, definitely. The um, incompatibility, I would say, the moon sign um, and the Venus sign are the most important because when you first meet them, you're gonna 
recognize or you're going to feel out there like rising signs. So initially when you get together, you um, might really, really like them, and then later you get to know them and you're like, why don't we get along? And it's because your rising <laughs> signs might have been compatible, but your, if your moon signs aren't compatible or if you don't have compatibility with your Venus sign, um, then mm-hmm. it's not going to be able to be a long-term relationship. So mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot to compatibility. So it is it is very important for a couple to go together to get their natal charts read and, and understand what their moon and their sun in rising is, correct? Yeah, and then also when you understand yourself better, you uh, can love yourself more deeply. And if you can love yourself more deeply, you can love someone else more deeply because you have that love available. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, when it comes to astrology, you know, there's so much out there. You know, there's a lot of uh, false information, misinformation that, you know, people hear these kind of things and they're like, oh, you know, that's the astrology mumbo jumbo, whatever, whatever, you know. But I think, I, I definitely think that's why it is important, this this conversation especially, um you know, and starting with the very accurate factual information, you know, when it comes to, like, the sun and the moon and how those directly affect us, I think that that kind of, you know, will start to shift people's perspectives when it comes to everything else. You know, because we live in a universe where there is nothing in existence that uh, operates independent of something else. You know you know what I mean? Everything in, in our universe yeah. is interdependent. They all relate to each other. And just how you said, all of these things are very important when it comes to um, understanding your own self. Um, You know, not just for, definitely for for self-love and when it comes to relating to other people, but also in terms of, uh, you know, when it comes to why we do certain things that we do and how, how to heal ourselves. Because, a lot of times we don't understand how different energies are working with us and against us and how uh, certain things that we hold on to, you know, energetically-wise, kind of create imbalances. So I think all knowing about all of these different things helps for people to have a better idea of who they are when it comes to transformation and really making, uh, you know, positive changes in, in their own lives, you know, and manifesting certain things, so. Yeah, definitely. It's funny that you, you talk about um, transformation because we're actually mm-hmm. um, in Scorpio season right now. So right. um, Scorpios, Scorpios are known for um, being transformative and they're known for, um, they're associated with the phoenix. They're like dying and becoming ash only to rise from it and be this big, beautiful new thing. Um, and mm. it also has a lot to do with sexual energy. So um, Right. So uh, Scorpio rules over um, the sex organs, so it's actually a really great time right now to heal um, your sex chakra, your your sacral chakra, and also your solar um, plexus. Um, wow. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. we wow. That's we, we were. Yeah, that's why I'm laughing because, you know, the the topic of this show has really come from a lot of the personal work, you know, that we have been doing, um, 
you know, as individuals and as we relate to each other. Um, and so it's just funny that how you're talking about the timing of everything, you know, when it came to planning this show, it, it was kind of something that happened naturally. You know, it wasn't a, a forced thing where we were just like, okay, we're going to do this topic. You know, it was something, it was, these were really themes that have been naturally popping up in this period of time. Um, and as we were doing, you know, the research on sexual energy and stuff like that, just how you said uh, with the sacral, the sacral chakra and that being the storehouse for that energy, um, you know, it's very uh, dead on when it comes to that. So, you know, if you, you want to touch on that uh, a little bit, Chris. We can uh, with you. the sacral chakra? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh, well, I'll I answer a question, too, while I, while I touch on it. Um, I was really researching a lot about the sacral chakra specific, specifically, you know, in this orange aura uh, and the things you can do to heal um that chakra. Um, can you tell us, do you know anything specifically about the chakras in relation to the moons and the, the stars and astrology? Yeah, well, um, when it comes to the sacral chakra, um, you have to look at um, your Mars sign and the eighth house. So, um, and also relating back to the female male energy. Um, they always say um, women come from Venus, men come from Mars. Well, that's actually because right. Mars is um, it's um, a male planet, it's um, male energy. Um, and then also Venus is feminine um, energy. So if you want to know how to um, balance that energy, you would have to look at that in your chart. But as far as the, um, the sacral chakra, you would have to look at your... Um, your Mars sign, um, and also the eighth house. So um, if you, I mean, there's a lot of different things. I mean, it's so individual, um, I think, but for the most part, it's um, being in control of your um, of your boundaries. And also, um, we're not, when you have sex with someone, you're um, mixing energy. And um, right. it's just important to make sure that they're in balance and that you're in balance. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, that was that's actually our um, well our third topic. The next topic we were going to touch on was the spiritual significance of the menstrual cycle and aligning me with the moon. But our third topic was uh, it is changing the way we view sex and how to use sexual energy correctly to manifest positive change in your life. And one of the points we do have on that is that once two people have sexual relations, they are combining their kundalini flow through their chakras and becoming one individual. And uh, by doing this, they're trading all of their dysfunctions. They're trading all the good traits that they have. And this is one of the main reasons that children, when they're born, they have the traits of both the mother and the father is because those two energies are connecting within uh, the mother's womb and it's kind of like a circular motion. And, you know, nowadays people just have sex to just have sex. For whatever reason. And they're not realizing that every single person they have sex with, they take something from that person and they give away something to that person. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, you know, listening to this show would probably help a lot of people because it shows them that it's, not, it's way deeper than than what has been taught to us. It's so far deep that it even connects 
the moons and the planets, and it's not just mumbo jumbo, but it's very serious, uh, and it's scientific. It's no, it's no longer seen as some form of spirituality. It's more you can prove it now with electromagnetic energy and things like that that we know about these days. So a lot of our listeners now will be able to hear this and say, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense to me instead of, oh, these people are just spirituals and these people think this and they think that because we're actually just rational individuals having a regular conversation about it. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. it's it's funny because if you look at the chart of a child and then look at the chart, the, the natal, when I say chart, I'm talking about a natal chart, and a natal chart right. is mm-hmm. where, where all the planets were when you were born. If you look at the mm-hmm. chart of the child and if you look at the, the two charts of the parents, there's always um, some type of pattern between parent and child. So a lot mm-hmm. of the energies get repeated. Yes. From, so that's another way that you mm-hmm. can prove that it's being transferred or combined through the child. Right, right. Yeah, that's funny because, we, you know, before we started the show, we were kind of talking a little bit about uh, my needle chart. And, um, you know, with my, my, moon, my sun sign being Sagittarius, but then my moon sign being Aries, you know, and that is my uh, my mother's, um, that is her sun sign, you know. So doing kind of like that comparison between my mom and then my dad and their signs and stuff like that, I thought it was definitely very interesting, which, you know, definitely makes a lot of sense to, to what you just said. Um, but we are going to take a quick little break, and uh, we will be right back with, uh, you know, some more some more interesting facts, more, uh, more knowledge, enlightenment. Uh, so, yes, yeah, thank you for tuning in, and we will be right back with you.
All right. Welcome back to Inner Thought Radio with your host. The Fall Back Up. And Woman of the Womb. Well, so we just had a wonderful, you know, quick little talk with Aubrey, um, you know, who explained to us a little bit more about the, uh, the, the, the different planets and how those also affect um, us as men and women, how they play a role in our personalities and how we uh, relate to each other. Um, right now, I kind of want to jump back into the topic of the moon um, because Aubrey and Chris both made some some great points mm-hmm. that uh, you know kind of ref- kind of reflect and uh, foreshadow some of the things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to the the moon itself um, and and the the sacredness of women and their their menstrual cycles and the spirituality behind that, um, Aubrey made a great point saying that uh, that it that it influences you know your your internal emotional state mm-hmm. um, and as women we have a very direct um, connection to the moon in the way that our menstrual cycles work. So just as, you know, our moon signs play a role on our personality and our and our emotional um at different points uh you know in time, our menstrual cycles are kind of like the same thing. They're like an internal compass for us as women when it comes to um you know, when it comes to our different states of being, you know, at different points in time. So I kind of wanted to go back to uh Two things. One point that she made about every two days, the uh, the moon changes signs, right? Yes. And you threw out the number thirteen. You you mentioned something about the number thirteen. What yes, was that? Uh, the Earth's base resonance is the number thirteen. Yes. Right. And how that is the heartbeat of the Earth. Right. And moving back thirteen the... beats every second. Yes. Mm-hmm. You said that that is uh, a reemergence of the feminine energy, right? Yes. So um, I'm not going to go too deep into the number 13, but that is a very, that is the the number of the feminine principle. Okay. And when it comes to the moon and it's, okay, tell me again, rotation? Rotation Rotation. is the orbit of itself. And the the revolution is it revolving around another object. Okay. So when something revolves, it spins around another object yes. and something rotates, it spins around itself. Okay, so we are talking right now about the revolution of the moon. Okay. Right? So the revolution of the moon takes about, real on average, it's about 28 days Okay. for the moon to revolve around the Earth, right? The rotation is also the same exact time. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes, it is. Right. So, well, yes, because I'm going to so talk about both of way. those, right? Yeah, yeah. So, on one hand, well, cause I, because I'm getting I'm getting to a point, okay, so I'm, okay. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, so the revolution of the moon around the Earth mm-hmm. takes about 28 days on average. Yeah. Now, if you take 365, which is the amount of days that there are in a year. Which is the revolution of the Earth around the sun. There you go. Boom, nice little plug right there. Okay, okay. so when you take 365 and you divide it by 28, you get somewhere about 
three, right? Okay. So that there's that number thirteen again. Okay. So the earth, uh, the moon is literally revolving around the earth about thirteen thirteen times in, in one, one year. year. Okay. So as women, when your cycle is uh, realigned with the moon cycle the way mm-hmm. that it should be, mm-hmm. you then have about 13 menstrual cycles per year, which kind of goes wow. back to that, the okay. Earth's heartbeat that you were talking about. Which and it is a 13, feminine energy. Which is a feminine energy, right? So then when we talk about the moon's revolution, yes. because that is, you know, it is spinning while it's... Uh, you know, going around the Earth, it's revolving so we're around talking about rotation now. Rotation is rotation. the orbit of the moon around itself. Yeah, what I say? Revolution, you said revolution. Oh, gee. see, I'll be too turned. Okay, it's going to take me some time. It's just so crazy yeah. fat. Okay, so rotating as yes. it's rotating. Right? Yes, it's so rotating. it's about that the same uh, amount of time, 28, 28 days. 27 to 31 days. Right, okay. So yes. for the purpose of these numbers here, uh-huh. right? So as Aubrey was saying that it is moving about every two days, you know, through these different signs, uh-huh. through the different signs, that is happening about the, the the moon is literally spinning at about 13 degrees wow. every day through really? these, yeah, through these different signs. So that's okay. where you get, you know, every two days it's changing. You know, okay, that's time. Okay. Right, so there is that number 13 again. So I kind of yeah. wanted to touch on that because I thought that that was, you know, really cool in doing my studies, you know, about that number 13 mm-hmm. and then coming back and doing more study about the menstrual cycle mm-hmm. um, and really and really seeing just how that, that number relates to the feminine principle. Yeah. Um, but really just the, the menstrual cycle within itself is, um, it is, something that women really need to learn how to apply to themselves because that mm-hmm. allows you to really take a look at your emotional state mm-hmm. and it allows you to take a look at all of the inner working, you know, of of yourself, right? Yes. So the way that your menstrual cycle works, going back to that, those 28 days, mm-hmm. right? Typically, that, that's about the average number when you are in sync with that. Okay. So that is divided into fours. You know, we have our cycle every month. Every week is a different part of our cycle. So week one, week two, week three, week four. So each each uh, week or each phase of our cycle mm-hmm. is composed of about seven days. So every week is a different phase. Every week is a different phase. Okay. Which really kind of goes back to that, um, you know, that statement about, you know, the, the moon waxes and it wanes, and that is the same thing with feminine energy. And that's why, you know, people look at us as women, they're like, man, why are y'all so crazy? You know, y'all got your moon swings and stuff like that. And that is because we are literally going through a cycle of energy rising, falling, mm-hmm. you know, within us. And when you when you don't understand this menstrual cycle, you, you know, it, you feel like you're crazy and other people around you feel like you're crazy because they have no knowledge of, of why your right yeah. of why your energy is changing at different times, you know, during during the month, mm-hmm. right? So the not only do uh you know we have these uh these four weeks or four phases of our um of our menstrual cycle, each one correlates 
to the four primary phases of the moon, and each phase also correlates to the four seasons, right? Mm -hmm. So when you are uh, in your phase one, your phase one actually begins with your menstruation, with your bleeding period. You know, a lot of people see that as the end point of your period, mm-hmm. when really that is the start. So that's, of, when, that's when you start the countdown. That's, yes, that is day one is from your first day of, of your, your, your bleeding time. Okay, now is the, is the rumor true that that is supposed to start on a new moon or a full moon? It is. Okay, so you, yes. Technically, it is supposed to start on the new moon. That is when you are supposed to, you know, you shed, you release. Yeah. And the reason for that being is because the new moon is literally a time for uh, introspection. It is mm-hmm. a time to go within, you know, to meditate, to look, uh, to take a look at your internal state of being and, you know, release certain things that uh, do not serve you mm-hmm. to create new affirmations for the things that you want to invite into your life. Yeah. Because as you go, you know, as the moon goes through its cycle, mm-hmm. once it hits the full moon, you know, from the new moon up into the full moon, it is rising in energy. You know, you look outside, you see the, you know, the new moon, there's nothing, well, not nothing, but it appears as, as if there is nothing there. And over, you know, the the next two weeks, the moon mm-hmm is growing, uh, you know, in size, as it, it looks like it's growing in size, the yes. uh, accumulating more energy because the sun, the, the sun is reflecting on it and you can see that light more and more as the time goes along, right? Yes. So it's the same thing with your energy. Your energy is kind of like building up over that time, the same way the energy is building up in the moon, okay. right? So that's why you are supposed to be, when your body is in sync, you're supposed to be releasing during that new moon to allow for new energy to come in and manifest. Now, just to explain to the people listening, a new moon is when the moon is at its darkest. Right. It's, it's when you can't see the moon in the sky. Yeah. It is the opposite. It's not an eclipse. No. It's just naturally dark right. on a new moon. A full moon is when it's brightest. It's when it doesn't have any shadow on it. Right. So new moon, full shadow. Yes. Full moon, no shadow. Right. All right. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so the, the new moon, that is why you're supposed to bleed during that time. Yes. The full moon, we're going to kind of skip, you know, a little phase there, the full moon ovulation time mm-hmm. because that is when the energy is at its peak, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the moon, but then also within yourself. That's yes. why, you know, most women during the ovulation time, you know, they've got a lot more hormones going on, their their sexual drive is a lot higher because there's a lot more energy going on. Mm-hmm. That is um, that is a time of, uh, out, you know, outwardly focused creativity. The new moon is inwardly focused. You know, you're planning, you're, you know, you're, you're cre- writing down what you want to create. So women are werewolves. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're trying to tell me right now. Okay, yeah. whatever. Okay. You, you, you hear this, man? Women are werewolves. On a figurative, figuratively, figuratively speaking, yes, this is true. Yes. Okay. Okay, we can go with that. Okay. So yes, yeah, so during the the full moon, that is our ovulation time. 
So then, uh, you know, our creativity is more outwardly focused. Mm -hmm. You know, that is the time when you actually put your plans into, well, really from your new moon going up to that period, you're you're putting your plans into action. Yeah, you're planning. Yeah, you're putting it together. You know, you're you're collecting stuff. You're doing the shopping, Mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? The 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 full moon is like, okay, boom, the party is here. I yeah. got all of my, I got all of the decorations, and I got the food, and I got the van and everything yeah. in place, and now it's party time. time okay? okay? Right. So that is the time that you are ovulating, or that's how it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? Now, the other two, the other two phases, which are in between that, the, uh, so from the new moon, in between the new moon and the full moon, you have the uh, waning phase. Right, yeah, and that is uh that is um I'm sorry, yeah, so you have that that phase that's going on as the moon is mm-hmm. uh growing bigger, then from the full moon that the waning phase is really when the shadow is starting to overtake the moon again, okay, I think people need to know that well is that waxing or waning actually waning I... waning is first, correct, yes, okay, waning. So it goes from new moon into waning phase right. all the way around to full moon and then through waxing all the way back around to new moon. To the new moon, yes. Correct? Yes. Okay, so the waning is actually when the light is starting to take over the yes, darkness. Yes, it's starting to grow. Correct? Yes. The light taking over the darkness right. when the moon is waning and then the darkness is taking over the light. When the moon is waxing. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we're we were just talking about the waning period. Yes. Where it went from new moon to full moon. Yes. Which are the first two phases. Mhm. And now we're talking about the waxing, which are the second two phases right. back to the new moon. Right. Correct. Yes. Okay. So going back to what I was saying about how this also relates to the seasons, right? So mm-hmm. think of you know, for everybody who's listening, give, you know, to give you a visual, right, you have yeah. a, a circle, you, draw, you know, draw a circle in your mind, and then you're going to divide that circle into four pieces. So now you've got your four quarters. Yeah. Which is basically, you know, that's the same way that the moon cycle is divided up, you know, into quarters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> in your, your first quarter, right, phase one, which I refer to as, and it's the menstruation time you know, your 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 bleeding time. Mm-hmm. That also correlates with the winter season. Because when you think about it, you know, winter, you know, all the leaves have fallen off. And, you know, it's a time everybody wants to be inside. It's cold, you know, it's like hibernation time. So it's that same thing that's going on within your menstrual cycle. And that second phase is, uh, you know, pre-ovulation. Before you get to the ovulation time, that second phase is like spring. You know, things are starting to grow back. New life is uh, flowing. You see the flowers start sprouting, whatever. Then you get to that third phase of your menstrual cycle, mm-hmm. and that is uh, that summer. You're at your peak. You know, okay. that's when everybody's creative. Everybody wants to be outside. You know, it's party time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's that's when all the all the life is going on. Yeah, you but it, I mean? but it kind of correlates back to with me. You know, I look, I do look closely at the the lightness taking over the dark and the mm-hmm. dark taking over the light. Right. And it's kind of like after full moon, the darkness is taking back over the light, 
And those are the times where it's like mostly party, party. Let's yeah. go out, let's intermingle. Let's, right. Let's because spend. you know it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Because the darkness is taking over the light, correct? Right. And then when it goes back around, it's like the light is taking over the darkness, which is more like chill, relax. Don't do these negative things. Just sit around and, you know, am I am I right? Can that Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. But then also because they kind of, uh, you know, flow into each other. There's just like with the way uh, the seasons flow, there's not, I mean, I guess you could say there is, there's a very precise moment where it changes from one season to the next. But in reality, you know, when we're dealing with weather and stuff, they kind of flow into each other. You know what I mean? So that that time, the winter time, or that, that menstrual time in our lives, you know, when it's really just inward and stuff, you know, over time it's like springtime comes and you kind of start doing a little bit more whatever, blah, 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 you hit the peak of summer, and then it's like, all right, you know, oh, it's summertime, it's family time, it's vacation, and then you get towards the end of the summer, and you're like, okay, now it's time to really go in, oh, you know what so I mean? So you got to, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you about to go back to school right. or whatever. Right, so they kind of, yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. kind of what you're saying, but then it's really more so of like a flow. So you, kind, you do have both of those aspects when it comes to like that summer season, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, fun, and then it's like, all right, go all in, you know? Yeah. But in terms of uh, the the actual, the the menstrual cycle, you know, you have all four of those seasons within your menstrual cycle mm-hmm. as well. Okay. So the reason um, why it is important to know these things is so that we do not do things that go against our natural inclinations during these times, yeah. right? So for for women, you know, we live in a society now where, you know, women work, we work hard, you know, just as, you know, in old times, we didn't really do that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we work just as much, if not more, than men do. Yeah. So during our menstrual time, mm-hmm. you know, we're working when in reality, you're really supposed to use that time to draw back from other people. You know, you're supposed to use that time to cater to yourself, you know, and all of, uh, you know, your emotions and things like that. But what's happening is, you know, we're still going to work and we're still going to school and we're still, you know, doing this and doing that, right? So we are going against the natural flow of our body. Mm -hmm. So that is where you get, you know, that is where PMS and stuff like that comes from. Oh, and that's okay. why people be like, oh, man, yeah, she's tripping. She on her, you on your period or something? That is because your body is naturally trying to tell you to rest. To rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what your body is doing, because you won't stop doing what you're doing and you won't draw away from people, yeah. your body is naturally going to make you uh, more irritable. And that's going to make people look at you and they are going to put that, back. That, I think that relates directly to the men's cycle mm-hmm. of uh, testosterone flow because the way the men's cycle works um, is, you know, you have your highs in the morning. Right. In the midday, it goes a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. And then at night, you get to your testosterone flow that is lowest. Mm-hmm. But depending on what you're doing, doing during the day, testosterone fluctuates. Right. Like for men, we're watching a football game and our team's saying, we'd be like, yeah, go, go. Yeah. And our testosterone jumps up even right. though it's it's at nighttime and it's supposed to be low. Right. You know? Yeah. So depending on what we're doing during the day, because our cycle is in direct correlation with your cycle, mm-hmm. with the female cycle, but we go through it every single day. Right. Now, just to reiterate men who are listening, who didn't hear what we were talking about earlier, uh, men do have a cycle just as women 
have a cycle. Our cycle is every 27, every 27 to 31 hours. A woman's cycle is every 27 to 31 days. Yes. So everything that a woman goes through in 27 to 31 days, we literally go through that every single day. Mm-hmm. So both ways, women give men a little more credit. Because we have a cycle too We just don't believe Right You know We we do things in our Inside of our body too When it comes to testosterone Sperm and whatnot Mm -hmm. Production uh, Seminal energy um, But we don't bleed And that's the only difference I believe Mm -hmm. And I gotta I gotta look that up Because you might bleed Somewhere too You know You never know (laughs) (laughs) All right (laughs) Well I'm sorry Get back to it Women's role is very important. It's just the reason I brought that up is to clarify that there is a balance between the two roles and that, you know, women have a cycle but men have one too. It's like we're, and both are necessary for the production of children, for the production of emotion and stability within Mm -hmm. relationships and all of these things. Right, yeah. And, I mean, that is definitely going to lead more into the, the sexual um, energy talk, you know, going, I, I do want to go back into that. Yeah. Um, but uh, kind of, you know, going going back to the menstrual cycle, you know, that is the reason, you know, it is very important to look at these different periods of our menstrual cycle because then that determines how we interact with other people. Mm-hmm. So just as I was saying, you know, with... Um, with your menstruation time, you know, you're naturally supposed to supposed to draw back, you know, in, in refraining from doing certain things. And your mm-hmm. your body is going to uh produce certain reactions to ensure that you do that. Now it is all up to you whether or not you're going to go with this flow and try to fight it. And what's been happening is, you know, we have all of these things as women that are are pushed, you know, on us and we are given to us so that we have the choice to not go with the flow of these things, yeah. you know, in terms of uh, birth control and things like that. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to birth control, number one, you are pumping more hormones into your body to suppress the natural production of hormones that is already taking place in your body. And these things are very necessary you know, when it comes to your your overall health and functioning as a woman. Your period is important, one, for the reason that, well, produces children, which is, you know, naturally what you're supposed to do. And two, it is a, it is a natural cleanser, both physically, uh-huh. meaning that when you're on your period, you are removing certain toxins from your blood. Mm-hmm and also on an energetic level, that during your menstrual time, you are also releasing certain energies, certain thought processes Mm -hmm. that have built up during that cycle. What is happening is... Mm -hmm. So it's working on a spiritual level. On a spiritual level as well. What is happening, especially when you take birth control, is that you are going against the natural balance of what your body is supposed to do. I want to... I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Because um, I have a, a, a good friend uh-huh. whose uh, 
significant other, his wife, was killed from, you know, uh, taking birth control and uh, causing blood clots. Yes. Uh, So birth Mm -hmm. control is not a safe thing to actually be taking because it fluctuates the hormones within your body and holds things that yes. are going to happen it, yes. right? Yes. Am I yes. right? So not, only, so not only are it birth control, um, you know, suppressing certain things in terms of a physical level, but when you are holding your body back from this releasing process, you're also preventing yourself from releasing a lot of, just how I said, a lot of uh, emotions and, and, you know, internal things that you build up over time. Mm-hmm. So with, with that being said, is, um, you know, month after month, if you're going through this process of not releasing, then you are building certain things up over time. You're building up toxins in your body, and you're building up a lot of emotional issues. Because every day, you know, we go through certain things. We get upset. We get, you know, we go through all of our fluctuations, whatever. Mm -hmm. All of these things are stored in the body. Not just as as women, most of these things are stored in in our womb a lot of our emotional traumas are stored there in our womb. So when you are preventing yourself from having your menstrual cycle, right, mm-hmm. you are keeping not only these toxins from, you know, the food that you eat, if you, you know, if you drink heavily, uh, whatever, all of those different factors, you're keeping those toxins in, and then you're also keeping all of that stuff in on an energetic level. And it has been proven that every physical ailment that we have is a physical manifestation of energetic imbalances that we have in our body, right? Yes. Of energetic imbalances that we have in our body and whatever toxins we put into our body. Mm -hmm. So in terms of, you know, your, your friend that you're speaking of, you know, his life, I'm not exactly sure what her, uh, what her lifestyle may have been, Mm -hmm. but, I'm sure that the birth control mm-hmm. definitely uh, suppressed a lot of things, you know, that she needed to release probably health-wise yeah. and also on an emotional, spiritual, spiritual level. energetic level. Yes. Yeah, so birth control doesn't just throw off the balance of your physical body. Right. It literally throws off the balance of your energy flow right. and spiritual level, right. which is very important for women to understand yeah. before they decide to take birth control um, because, you know, I know a lot of women are probably listening and saying, but what are we going to do about it? And I honestly just believe that you should be more responsible with your bodies, um, men and women, make wiser decisions and choices uh, when you're having sex so that you don't put yourself in certain situations, mm-hmm. but, you know, taking birth control so that you can go out and Yes, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because the thing with birth control, I mean, you know, this is going to kind of, whatever, people are going to try to label it as opinion, whatever, doesn't matter. But the thing with birth control, what it ultimately does is it allows us to take responsibility, to take away the responsibility of how we handle ourselves sexually, right? Yeah. Because if... I now have all of these things set up to where I don't have to worry about, you know, getting pregnant, which really is, you know, kind of like the ultimate. That, that's really one of the biggest things when it comes to uh, 
when it comes to having sex, you were like, oh, I don't want to get pregnant. That's, you know, that's why most people think birth control. I mean, there are a lot of other reasons, but for the most part, that's why people think birth control, mm-hmm. right? So having all of these modern, uh, these modern inventions mm-hmm. allows us to say, well, if I don't have, the, if I don't have to worry about these consequences, I can go and I can have sex with whomever, and I can have sex with this many people because I don't have to worry about the repercussions of that. When you take away the birth control, people are a lot more conscious about who I'm going to share myself with. So basically when you take away the repercussions, you become less conscious. Yes. And when you put the repercussions back, people become more morally valued. Yes. You would say? Yes, definitely. So uh, the same with birth control, there is actually a very, and this is this also goes back to why tracking your menstrual cycle is very important because um, because knowing when you ovulate mm-hmm. helps with maintaining a certain birth control because there are certain periods in your menstrual cycle where you can choose to abstain from sex because uh, where you can choose to abstain from sex um, in in order, you know, because, okay, you know that I'm going to be ovulating around this, this time. Yes. And I kind of want to throw in the fact that the, the male sperm can live into your body for up to seven days, right? So yes. even though you, you ovulate on one specific day, mm-hmm. because the, the egg only lives inside of your body for uh 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. So even though you ovulate on one specific day, you're fertile for an entire week. Mm-hmm. So really the original form of birth control was to abstain from sex from that week's worth of time yeah. in order to not get pregnant. Yeah. But when you have all of these other systems in place, you're now like, oh, well, I can have sex at any time. It doesn't matter because I don't have to worry about those consequences. Does this break down the moral fiber of humanity? Or not? I think it. I think it definitely touches on it. I think it, it is definitely a uh, key, a key part. You know, yeah. yeah. In health, spirit, and yeah. morals all yeah. together. Yeah. So I think that's why all of these mm. topics of tonight really flow together so well. You yeah. know, in terms of talking about sex and sexual energy, and and you know the the balance. So to sum so to sum this question up, and the original question is. Uh, what is the spiritual significance of the menstrual cycle and how to align it with the moon cycle? Mm-hmm. Um, I think to sum it up would really be to say, just from listening to you and mm-hmm. taking in all of that, is to say that women should really pay more attention to when they get their menstruation to see if it aligns with the moon, um, to see if what they're doing in their their personal lives mm-hmm. are affecting the fluctuations mm-hmm. of that cycle, yeah. how long they're bleeding, right. how, you know, how, is there a lot of pain? Mm-hmm. Is there a little bit of pain? Right. Can you, uh, can you touch on that? Like if I was to ask you, can I ask you a personal question? Sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about my period here. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you go through that, is it very painful? Do you bleed a lot? Why do you think yours is the way it is? Well, uh, in the past, Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I used to have very heavy periods period for um you know, really abnormal length of time sometimes. Like mm-hmm. sometimes seven, sometimes ten days, uh which is a long time. Really mm-hmm. your period should be anywhere between three and seven days. 
Now, there are a lot of factors that influence that. The way you eat Mm -hmm. is definitely one of them, especially in terms of uh, how much you bleed and how much pain you have. Because when you eat, especially a lot of meat, uh, you know, you're putting all these blood foods into your body, Mm -hmm. but you're naturally going to bleed more than you would if you did not put all those things into your body. Not only that, meat is very hard for your body to digest. Mm -hmm. So when you when you're eating especially heavier meats like beef, definitely pork, red meats and stuff like that, these meats sit inside of your 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 stomach for longer periods of time and they start to decompose and decay inside of your body before you can release them uh-huh. from your system. So now you have a lot of uh of toxins inside of you, right? Yeah. So going back to how I was saying, you know, with the menstrual cycle and during your bleeding time, that is a natural cleansing period. Your body is releasing toxins from your system, right? Mm-hmm. So you are, your body is then working overtime to pull these things out of you. So that is why, you know, you tend to have a lot more, a lot more pain, you know, during, during your menstrual cycle. Um, Aside from that, in terms of just realigning your your period with the moon, um, that comes from a lot of lifestyle changes. See, especially here uh, in the U.S., we have a lot of unnatural factors going on when it comes to the artificial light, when it comes to um, when it comes to environmental issues and health issues and stuff like that. Um, because the the thing with your your moon cycle, the moon is actually responsible for releasing um, for releasing a hormone that uh, that comes from your pituitary gland. Um, that 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 hormone is produced to let your body know when to to ovulate, right? Yes. So when the moon is full, mm-hmm. when it has you know when it as when it's at its peak and it has the most light uh, in the sky, that light is sending signals to your brain to let you know, hey, it's time for your body to to go into ovulation time, right? So these artificial lights and things that we have disrupt that, you know, so now our bodies are thrown completely completely out of balance. So to to answer that question in short, um, yes, I do notice a difference from how my lifestyle used to be in terms of, you know, being more connected to nature, the things that I eat and stuff like that, and how that has changed drastically you know, now than than what it used to be in terms of like pain and you know how often and how much I believe. So for the, our listeners listening, it is very important for women to watch the things that they eat. Mm-hmm. Eat less meat, <laughs> less bloody food. Yeah. Uh, and just maintain your spirituality a little bit better, and it will actually have a great effect on your menstruation. Yeah. Right. Just reconnecting with the natural balances of things. You know. Okay. It naturally happens on its own, that realignment. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So are we going we gonna to go to a, a, a quick song? Yes. And uh, we will be right back to uh, wrap up the last of the show. Oh, that was 
we gotta understand that a lot of people this a lot of stuff may be over. Some people say it, so they're trying to say it in the most basic format so that everybody can understand it and really understand that it is important for everybody to know. And with that being said, we're gonna go into our next topic, which is changing the way we view sex and how to use sexual energy correctly to manifest positive change within your life. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason we chose this, especially tonight uh, when we were talking about all of the different energies, is because people really need to understand, understand, and overstand that sex, although it may be very thrilling and although it may be very entertaining and it feels great, but it is way more than that. The actual use of sex is to manifest. Mm-hmm. Now, let me say that again. The actual use of sex is to manifest. What is that? What, is, what does that mean? Everybody's probably asked right now. Mm-hmm. Manifest. Uh, as human beings, we are not regular entities in the universe. We are actually beings of light. Our chakras rotate our, our light energy around, uh, and we are, as the, the term says, gods and goddesses, to a point. Right. Now, I know, you know, there's probably a lot of religious people hearing this right now saying, what did he just say? We're gods and goddesses. Oh, here we go. Right. But, no, in reality, we are light beings. Please look this up, everybody. Um, and... The form of sex is actually used to manifest miracles and to manifest change within your life. Um, the actual pulse or the energy that you feel is how I'm going to prove this to be. Okay? Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Yes. All right. When you have sex, does it not feel good? It does. It does, right? Right. Do you not feel like a burst of energy? You do. Right? Yeah. What that's is what, that? That's like with the orgasm. What is that? Right. What is the orgasm? Yeah. Is it just something we have because we're good at having sex? Or what is the orgasm actually? What is the orgasm actually? Is it just made to have children? Is it because the energy is so great to have children that it bursts out of us and we just feel it so powerfully? Is that what it is? No, actually what it is, it is your kundalini energy. It is your chi energy. It is your organ energy. It is your soul energy. Mm-hmm. These are all the same things. Or solar, which is light. Yeah. Or solar or seminal energy. Mm-hmm. So when you look up the words chi, organ, soul, kundalini, uh, these are all the exact same thing that, that they're referring to. Um, but these are basically what your chakras are rotating within your body. Mm-hmm. Your energy starts at your root, which is at the base of your spine. Right. It is coiled around your spine like a snake. Mm-hmm. That's why the kundalini is also represented by a snake. Right. When you have sex, that kundalini starts to rise within the two people. It starts at the base of the spine. It starts to go up into the to the uh, sacral, mm-hmm. and it goes up into the uh, solar, solar plexus, mm-hmm. and it goes up, and it keeps going rising and rising until it reaches the chakra if we allow it to get there. Right. See, nowadays, most people just have sex to have an orgasm right, really fast, which stays on the lower level. But an orgasm, that energy is actually meant, it's kind of like a balancing act. 
that you're trying to get it to go all the way up to your root chakra so it bursts out the top of your head and creates the miracle. To your crown chakra. Yeah, yeah. And, cre- and, and burst out the top of your, on the top of your head, which is actually they call the 10th gate. Right. It's why when you see a lot of religious people wrap their head, mm-hmm. that's why they wrap their head. You know when babies are born and you see them and they're, they're, you have a heartbeat in their head? Yeah. You know that little, pulse. that little pulse right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. That is because that's where the crown chakra energy is coming out, so it has to be centered in the rest of the skull. Wow. Yes, it's called your 10th gate. Okay. Yes, so that, that should prove to you that these things actually exist. Right. But So when you have sex, sex, and write this down if you're listening, you got a pen and paper, people need to write it down. Sex is all about intent. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Uh, the intent that you have when you're having sex uh, is related to what is created through having sex. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, when we, okay, you're having sex, right? Yeah. And you're thinking about baseball cards. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how some people are like, I got to think about baseball cards so I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, this, that, right, yeah. And then you burst out and then you cut on the TV and a baseball game is on. Literally. Mm-hmm. It's because you literally created that baseball game into right. your universe. Right. Okay? So the real form of sex in which you're supposed to use sex for is manifestation mm-hmm. is both partners are supposed to be aligned, balanced for one so really everything we talk about in the rest of the show today, right. you have to practice all of these things first right. before you even are even supposed to have a sexual relationship with somebody yeah. and try this. Right. Don't try this. What I'm about to say, do not just go have sex with any random person and try this because they're not going to be on the same page as you and you're going to mess something up. Right. Okay? But the real practice of it is to have intent. When two people make love to each other, they're supposed to both share one thought of what they want to create, mm-hmm. okay? After they do this and they have their, or really you're not supposed to ever reach an orgasm that comes out of yourself. Right. Sex is supposed to be continued. Every time you ejaculate, mm-hmm. you're giving away your life energy. Yeah. So you're not supposed to ejaculate unless your intent is, is to create life. Right. Okay. Physical life. Physical life. Yeah. If that's not your intent, you're not actually supposed to come. Right. I know everybody's listening like, oh, I don't have blue bones. It's going <laughs> to hurt. It's going to hurt if I don't do that. Right? Yeah. But, no, truthfully, there's a rumor. It says that samurais would have sex with eight times. First of all, samurais were celibate. Right. They didn't have sex because when you, once you have an orgasm, you lose a lot of valuable life force energy. And that's known in today's world. That's why basketball players and baseball players don't have sex before games. They're not allowed to. Mm. You don't know that. LeBron James is not allowed to have sex before the championship game. Wow. He, well, has, that makes to, sense. he has to be abstinent in playoff time. Right. Because if he doesn't, he'll come on court all sluggish, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, man, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so it's actually known. Everything we're saying right now is actually known in science uh, to be fat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're really supposed to do is something called a hold back. When you're about to have an orgasm as a male, mm-hmm. you're supposed to hold that orgasm, not have that orgasm, pull out if you need to, do whatever you need to do, take a deep breath, and let that energy flow from your root to your crown. Mm-hmm. 
And the woman is supposed to do the same thing with herself. It's true. Right. But we're not taught these things. So we have a bunch of people out here just giving away, giving away, giving away their life energy. Right. And the men don't even realize that they're killing themselves. Right. Like simply the, through ejaculating. Simply through ejaculating. Mm-hmm. I had somebody tweet me the other day. You know, they're just kind of playing and asking a funny question, but they were like, um, they didn't realize they were making a great point mm-hmm. when they did it. Uh, and they were saying, "Oh, what about masturbation?" I'm asking for a friend, that's what he said. Mm -hmm. But he didn't realize the great point that he was making in that when you just have masturbation by yourself and you're just shooting that life energy out of yourself. Just to release. Just to release. Yeah. You're doing it with the, first of all, your mindset is not right. Right. You know, you have a mindset of creation that's halfway fulfilled. Right. It's a male energy without a female energy. Right, right. Going on. Mm. Yes. Um as well as... So it, that's kind of like where that the religious standpoint of masturbation being a sin comes from. That's like what the literal... Yeah, I think is. the word sin has been misinterpreted over time. Yeah. So that people... It's just like we were talking about earlier with putting things in boxes. Right. You can put that word sin in a box and then everybody just thinks it's religious. Right. When it actually is just a word relating to your energy flow. Mm-hmm. Anything you do to damage your own energy flow is a sin. Yeah. That's what the word sin really right. comes from. When you murder somebody, you are putting a bad karma on your electromagnetic uh, magnetic yeah. sphere. Right. You're walk you're literally walking around with murder on your aura. Right. That's why it's a sin. Mm-hmm. Because you're not allowing your auric or your etheric person to make it to the next level when you die. Mm. It either gets trapped here because it can't pass through a, a specific gate that gets you somewhere, yeah. or it goes to a negative energy, which right. is probably what they call hell, mm. which probably really does hurt because you can imagine just being trapped in electric, an electrical field somewhere. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's your energy needs trapped somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's what sin is. So, yes, to answer that question, I think, yes, every little thing we do, that we don't realize is such a big deal is actually a sin, and not one sin is greater than the other because now we're not using the word sin. We're just using the word, let's change the word. What's a good word for this? Um, yeah. Mistake, mishap. Uh, what is something, because what's happening here is we're really we're just really creating imbalances. Imbalance. Kind of, you know? Let's stop using the word sin <laughs> and let's use the word imbalance yeah. creators. yeah. That's what they are. We're creating imbalance. And that is why they say not one sin is greater than others. Right. Because, because it doesn't all, matter. You right. can kill somebody and have, you know, an imbalance, mm-hmm. or you can eat pork. And have an imbalance. And have an body. imbalance right. within your body. It's the same situation mm-hmm. uh, no matter which one it is. Right. Correct? Yeah. That makes sense. You know? Um, so, yeah. So that is one of the main reasons it's very important to have your to 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 be very careful when you are having sexual relations with somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that kind of ties in, you know, to the thought I had earlier in the show where I was saying, you know, all these other things that we see in the world, you know, the division between 
you know, race and class and, and, and people and stuff like that, these killings and stuff that we have going on mm-hmm. really comes from, you know, our imbalances as men and as women, us, you know, using this, cre- you know, this energy of creation, mm-hmm. you know, when we are imbalanced within ourselves and, you know, we're sharing that with other people, we're, we're passing on those imbalances, you know, mm-hmm. and then the things that we then uh, manifest and, and push into the universe mm-hmm. is a product of that, you know? Yes. So, I, yeah, I think that that's very interesting in terms of, like, the physical aspect of sex and sexual energy and really just on a broader uh, yeah. aspect of that when it comes to the state of, you know, the entire humanity. Yeah. 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 It's like one, it's like there's no small, no big when it comes to a lot of this stuff, you know, um, the things we do during sex that affect us in our aura mm-hmm. are the same things that affect the world right. when we just have a thought. Right. You know? Yeah. Is people don't realize how powerful our thoughts are, right. our feelings are, yeah. you know, and the effect that they have on everybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's called a mass consciousness, consciousness for a reason. Right. You know, because it's the mass having one mentality right. about the masses' direction right. of which we're which way we're going. And that's what's trying to be controlled nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the individual that's trying to be controlled. It's the mass, it's the mass the consciousness. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the physical body. Right. You know, because you can put a body in a cell, but you cannot put a mind in a cell. Right. Unless you just trap the mind, right. then you don't need to put the body in the cell. Right. You can just trap the mind. Yeah. And that'll work better because that's the whole point in the first place. Right. You know, so it, it, it that does relate back to what we're talking about right now, guys, of the importance of using sexual energy in the correct way. Um, but I think the real message here is just to understand that when we do have sex, there is an important role that this plays in the effect that it has on your spirit directly, your soul, and the things that are happening in your life. You've got to start paying more attention to the things that are happening in your life mm-hmm. and how they're happening. You want to bring Ari back in? Yeah, you know, just to kind of... Uh wrap up everything that we've been we've been talking about. Um I think that it that it would definitely be great uh for her to join us back in on this uh you know back back in on this conversation here. Okay. So um you know Aubrey you can kind of I, I think that you kind of were going in the right direction when you were talking about the times that we're in right now. Um and I think you have a great perspective um to kind of let everyone else know why the subject of tonight are so important uh, in relation to the things that are happening, um, you know, with us as individuals and in the world as a collective right now. So if you could talk a little bit about that, that would be that would be great. Yeah. Okay. So we just got out of a transit called Saturn and Scorpio, and Saturn right. is the Saturn's the planet of um, lessons, and then Scorpio, like I said before, Scorpio is uh, sexual energy. So we've been learning a lot about um, that recently, and that's part of the reason that a lot of the stuff has been coming up more. Um, And we're also under a transit right now called um, Mm -hmm. 
Neptune and Pisces, and Neptune is spirituality and Pisces is at home. So that's why a lot of the spirituality talk is now coming up and we're starting to, as a collective, reconnect to um, spirituality. Um, and, um, yeah, I think it's really interesting that you guys planned this topic under um, Scorpio energy. And not only is it Sun and Scorpio, but we also have Mercury and Scorpio as well. And Mercury is the way that we think it's communication. Um, and so the Mercury is kind of, it's conjunct to the sun, which means that it's on top of the sun right now. So it's actually a perfect time to be talking about this type of stuff. But as far as the mm-hmm. other planets, we're under um, Mars in, in Libra and Venus in Libra. So Mars is rolls over our, um, it's our like power center to an extent. It's, um, our drives in life. And so right now mm-hmm. it's in Libra and it doesn't particularly like to be in Libra because um, Libra is about um, partnerships and considering other people where Mars is like, mm-hmm. what do you want? So um, right now we have the, uh, we might be low on energy, um, but if you are able to combine with other people, it'll bring a lot of energy to this. So like we um, conduct to you do talk about astrology or whatever. It brought a lot of energy because um, Libra is relationships and, and working with other people. So right now, if you're low on energy or if you're looking to get something done, it's good to team up with someone and to get a partner of a sort, if that's a relationship or just a work partner, it could really help you um, to heighten your um, energy right now. And then we're also under Venus and Libra. So Venus um, likes to be in Libra, so it's, a, it's actually at home in Libra. So right now is a great time, again, for relationships, and if you're looking for a partner, uh, right now is a good time as well. Um, and, yeah, Jupiter uh, Jupiter is the planet of luck and abundance, and it's in Virgo right now, and Virgo rules over natural health. So um, wow. if you're looking to uh, increase abundance in your life energetically you can do that by manipulating where the planets are right now so that means eating a vegetarian or vegan diet i mean always will bring you in better energy because it's cleaning out your energy field but now even more so because jupiter is in virgo it's going to bring you um energy to create what you want and also abundance wow wow well thank you thank you for that um, that definitely uh, was spot on. You know, I'm not sure about, you know, for some of our listeners, but definitely for the uh, processes and transitions that uh, that we've been going through. And I think that that is great um, because, you know, we've been talking a lot about timing mm-hmm. and, uh, and with us manifesting certain things. And I think that the timing for this show especially um, is, is, is right now in terms of how you said, you know, the consciousness, of uh, of people and where we're headed in this transition that we're moving into. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. We actually have um, three planets in retrograde right now, and they're all about to shift forward. So when they're in retrograde, that means that they're not moving. Um, and it looks because Earth is rotating forward, it looks like they're going backwards. That's why it's called retrograde. Right. So um, mm-hmm. right now we have Uranus in retrograde, Neptune in retrograde, and Chiron in retrograde. And Neptune actually goes direct tomorrow. 
So, like I said, Neptune is spirituality, so you can actually see a big increase in energy tomorrow, especially surrounding your crown chakra. Um, and then Uranus. Wow. Uh, yeah, so Chiron will go direct um, in about a week or two weeks. It's either the 22nd or the 24th that it, it goes direct. And then Chiron's the planet of your, like, unhealed wounds. So you can actually get a lot wow. of healing done when that goes forward. And then Uranus will move forward in December, actually on Christmas. So as we move into 2016, there's going to be a rush of new energy. So um, closing out this year, you should um, work on detoxifying um, your body to just get ready for the new energy and moving forward. Wow, wow. That is uh, that's amazing. Um, we're definitely going to invite you back um, to talk with us a little bit more on some future shows. Um, but for, for now, that is all we have for tonight. We thank uh, everyone so much for tuning in. Um, big thanks to Aubrey for her input tonight um, and also to a lot of the people who have been very instrumental in helping us put this together, um, you know, friends, family who have supported, who have pr- helped us promote for this show. Um, yeah, and, you know, we look forward to uh, to tuning in with you guys next Tuesday um, at, at 8 p.m. Again, here, same space. Visit us at ponderbooksandradio.com where we will be live streaming. Make sure to uh, subscribe to our website, you know, check out all the deals and stuff we have there. Go to ponderbooksandradio.com, get a copy of uh, my book, Introverts Explained. Yeah. Everything you need to know about introverts. Yes, that kind of of started off all of this. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so make sure y'all check that out. It is awesome, awesome, awesome. Shout out to the introverts listening right now online in the impasse as well. Y'all are the best, man, especially you guys on Twitter. Y'all are awesome. Yep. I'm going to put that out there, man. Y'all have always awesome. rocked with us. So much Every love time. to you all. And be on the lookout for Women of the Womb, yes. the book by Ajene Arakman. The book series. The book series. I yes. Gotta, I got to say that to myself to remember. It is a book series, which yes. means that she would be dropping multiple books. Yes, multiple parts. Multiple parts. Yes. Uh, what is the first part that we could be looking for? So the first part, I do not have an, uh, an exact date yet, but um, definitely for the new year that will be coming out. Um, and that is going to be a lot about what we talked about tonight, um, basically just the healing of women, our moon cycles. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, it's going to be a, a lot of uh, – a lot of information about that and how to realign with ourselves, our feminine and masculine energy. And then uh, we'll be moving forward from there. Yeah, and I just want to make sure everybody knows to go to ponderbooksandradio.com to subscribe. Um, I think it was the first, is it the first 500? Uh, yes. For the first 500 people to subscribe, get a free copy of Introverts Explain the Ebook and Women of the Womb <clears throat> book series. Uh, books as they drop, um, as well. What else do they get for for subscribing? Oh wow, you got a few things. Um, so yes, all the free the free ebooks, mm-hmm. um, half off the paperback books. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got a lot of discounts and deals from our sponsors. You get access to uh, some of the private shows that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, this 
this one that we are doing, Inner Thought, is a public show, but we are going to have uh, poetic therapy and couples therapy as a private show offered to our subscribers only. So, uh, you know, make yep. sure you go on the website. There are other little benefits in there, you know. We'll and You know, help us out and become one of our first subscribers and help us get to our first 500. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, uh, and definitely go on there and leave your comments. Um, let us know, you know, your your oh, thoughts yeah. about the show. Let us know if there are specific topics that you would like um, for us to touch on, if you have any questions that you would like for us to answer mm-hmm. live on air. You know, we're going to we're gonna work on implementing that. Yeah. Um, have a little period where we answer questions from the people. Yeah. So uh, there there is a comment box right on the website. The website is super easy to maneuver through. So everything is right there for you to see. Um, so, yeah, make sure you go on there, leave your comments, thoughts, opinions, yep. all that good stuff. And follow us on Twitter. Yes. Uh, first, follow Empath Introvert. Uh, that is the Introverts and Empaths uh, Twitter. Then follow at Woman of the Womb. That is the Goddesses uh, Twitter, yes. uh, author of Women of the Womb. Yes. And then follow my, my Twitter at The Fall Back Up. Yes. And stay tuned for, because we're going to be doing a lot of, a lot more cool things, uh, working on a poetry book, a new mm-hmm. poetry album. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of great things are going to happen this year. Yeah. You know, and we want everybody to be in tune with those things. And hashtag... Um, inner, thought inner Thought. Or Inner Thought Radio. Or Inner Thought Radio. Uh, and let us know what you think. That way, and you will be retweeted, and we will respond to everything and all the questions and whatever else you guys have to ask. Yes. Yep. So with that being said, you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you all, and we will see you next Tuesday at 8 p.m., same place.